City, what up? It's your boy to the dash. SP, yeah. Double R, yeah. Hell and back, yeah. Style straight out the Pittsburgh. What up? You don't like my shit. You can bite my dick. I got a case, I'ma fight my shit. Yeah. I, I got a blunt, I'ma light my shit. I'ma chain smoke the cocaine, sell a stick of kid to the game over. Niggas hate death, still gotta break next. I'm at the dealer cop and shit they ain't me yet. You think a nigga happy? I'm just trigger happy. Don't bring a lot, niggas don't figure that. Yes, people understand. Right? It's Wednesday. Respect the gangster. Respect the podcast, people. It is chin check, and we are coming at you today with all that Brunson Holland goodness. Right? It's a 13. Hmm. Might be a 12 fight card. Right? There's, but there's fights taking place And we look at them all Alright So go do that Go check it out Have some fun What? Okay people So on Saturday We are getting a great card Right? It's a great card Now Is it a pay-per-view? No so USC on ESPN card and we have some intriguing fights. We got some returns. We've got a little bit of history and it is headlined by a I don't know, right? If you call it a grudge match or but there is some heat in this main event. There is some heat. Now as of right now, it's a 12-fight card, right? Uh, all because Anthony Bershuk's opponent, um, he dropped out the other day, you know? He was meant to be fighting Johnny Eduardo. So I, I believe they're still looking for a replacement, right? So the card could potentially gain a fight. Right, but yeah, I mean, we'll, we have to wait and see. I mean, I don't know. They might give it until Thursday to make the call. But I don't know. Right, but what we're gonna do? We're gonna go at this with um, yeah, with with the with the fights. I feel are the big fights. First of all, right? These are my picks. For potential, you know, fight of the nights, right? This, this is what I'm thinking, okay, people. Now I might be wrong, but yeah, right. We have got um, <clears throat> the undefeated Roman Dolazad against Treban Giles. Right, so Giles has definitely got more fights under his belt, you know. But yeah, Dollar's there, he's undefeated and he has looked great. So, this is a good test for him, you know. It is a good test, right? So, um, yeah, I am really looking forward to this one. You know, it's gonna be fun, it is definitely. A, a, a fun fight for us people Which is, you know That's all we want, right? 
fun fights. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I, I think he's going to give uh, Dolazada a test. But let's take a look. So the problem, Trevor Giles. You know, he's currently on a two-fight win streak. He's 13-2. and two. That's his record. Fights out of um, the War Training Center. So he came to the UFC via the LFA. He was their champion. Right? Fought on LFA. Well, he headlined LFA 3. You know, he beat Ryan Spann. And so, yeah, that brought him to the UFC. So he made his debut International Fight Week of 2017. So yeah, he's been he's been there for a while. That was um UFC two thirteen, Romero v Whitaker one, right? But he beat James Boknovic, right? So yeah, he's been around for a little while, and um he's coming off a split decision win over James Kraus at UFC two forty seven, and then a a, a stoppage. Third round stoppage of Bevan Lewis, and that was, um, yeah, both fights were last year, right? So the Kraus fight was February, and the Lewis fight was November, right? So when you look at that record, yeah, he's got some, he's got some stoppages. He's um, he had you know some submissions back in those legacy days, but. Nothing, you know, since joining the UFC. Though he has lost by a couple of guillotine chokes, right? And, um, yeah, I think that's kind of important, right? But what Giles offers, he's tough for sure. Giles is tough. And it's definitely a, um, you know, a step up for uh, Dolazad. Right, it is a tough test for the unbeaten um, Georgian fighter, who is currently eight and zero. Right, eight and zero. Yeah, it's not bad, right? So he came to the UFC in July last year. You know, beat Cadiz Ibrahimov. You know, got a first round stoppage. He then had a split decision win over John Allen in December. Right? And yeah, Dolazad is he is serious. Right? And the crazy thing is, that December fight was his first decision. (laughs) Everything else had been stoppages. Everything else had been stoppages. And he's you know, he started his pro career with two heel hook, heel hook, heel hook wins, right? Super impressive, right? So he's got submissions. He has got stoppages. Roman Dolazard is legit. He is no joke. And I feel, yeah, you know, I think Giles is tough for sure. But yeah, I think Dolazard. I think he's got the edge here, man. Gearing, I think he's got the edge, right? I yeah, it's tough to to look at and go, hmm. I think that person is gonna beat him, right? So yeah, I'm gonna go with Dolazard for the win. Now, 
my next fight to look out for people it is um it is uh what are we looking at? Grant Dawson against Leonardo Santos. So it's a lightweight clash and both fighters, right? Both fighters are undefeated in the UFC. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting, right? And I think this is Grant Dawson's First fight at lightweight, right? So he used to fight at featherweight. I think it is. I might be wrong. I'm not wrong that much, though. You know what I mean? So I think we have to take that into consideration. <laughs> so KGD, right? Dawson, he's currently 16 and 1 on a seven fight win streak. Fights out of glory MMA, so <laughs> he uh, has James Krause in the corner. He's worked with James Krause in corners, right? So you've got that knowledge, you know, uh, which is always a good one, right? He made his UFC debut. Well, he came off of the 2017 Contender Series. You know, beat Adrian Diaz, second round rear naked choke. Right, so he then, yeah, I think he was injured, right? Because he didn't then, because that was 2017, didn't make his debut until 2019, right? March 2019. Yeah, a little crazy, right? So, um, beat Julian Arosa. And, um, yeah, he's looked impressive since. Yo, and yes, this is his first fight at lightweight. His last fight, right, was a win over Nad Naramani. Uh, that was July last year. So Fight Island. And that was at a, a catch weight of 150. So yeah, he, he's making that, you know, move up. But, you know, Dawson, he does like a submission, right? Got one on the contender, and then he's had um, two rear naked chokes since, right? So, um, yeah, this he's had four fights within the UFC. Two decisions, two rear naked chokes. So, um, yeah, he, he's definitely um, good. And, you know, he's had stoppages... You know, TKO's outside of the promotion. But that's what it is within. So, his opponent, Leonardo Santos. Right? He's 18-3-1. He's also on a seven-fight win streak. Fights out of Nova Unal. Right? And we know that's a tough-ass camp. Okay, so, Santos, he's coming to the UFC... Via the second season of the Ultimate Fighter Brazil, you know, and he got to the fight, got all the way to the final, people, right, all the way to the final, and he he lost that to Santiago Ponzanibio, who we know is a legit, right, and Ponzanibio, yeah, he fights at welterweight, <laughs> you know what I mean. And that was that was a crazy back and forth fight, right? So, yeah, hasn't lost since. 
he's he's had a draw against Norman Park, right? But um, that season was 2013, 2013, and he hasn't had that many fights, which is crazy, right? So since that time. Eight fights, right? So, yeah, only four more than Dawson, but he's been in for considerably longer, and it's just because yeah, he's just had a lot of injuries and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely a shame, but you know what can you do? But um, you know he's got submissions. He's got a uh, you know couple of TKOs. Right, Stevie Ray was um, his last, so that was June 2019. Um, he his last fight was against Roman Bogatov, and that was also Fight Island, you know, July, on the you know Usman Mazdadal card, UFC 251. Yeah, that was the first one, people, and there is news on that. Right, um, so yeah, he's been around, but he is tough, right, beat Kevin Lee, beat Anthony Rocco Martin, Efren Enchkaderas, carried some, some very tough opponents, Adrian Martinez, you know, like, poof, they're, they're all very legitimate talents, so I think he's great on the ground, you know, he's got the hands. This is a tough fight. So the only thing is for Santos is just that schedule. It's the injuries and everything that he's had. But, right, they both fought July last year. You know, so I, you kind of look at that and, yeah, it's all right. And I think the fact that he's been in the UFC since 2013... But hasn't had a whole heap of fights That's not that bad really Right Because all it does is extend His career technically You know I mean unless some of those injuries are real crazy ones But you know So I Yeah this is a tough fight Right It's a real tough fight So if we take a look at um, things, so Santos, he's the taller fighter, you know, Santos is six foot, Dawson is 5'10", and, um, Santos also will have a three-inch reach advantage, Santos is 75, Dawson is 72, and, yeah, it's gonna be a tough fight, I think Santos you know, with his really good, you know, ground game, you know, I, I think that's the one slight flaw in Dawson's game, right, we've seen he's been submitted a couple of times, and obviously he's been working on it, but Santos is, he's a black belt, right, nouveau Yao, right, so, um, yeah, I, I, I think that will be Santos's advantage, you know, so I think Santos gets the win on this one. But, ooh, that is such a good fight, right? Such a good fight.
Okay, so we then, those were prelim fights, right? So we then jumped to the main event, right? And, um, people, right? The next fight, I think, has potential for a showstopper is the bantamweight clash between Adrian Yanez and Gustav Lopez. Yes, this fight, it is, um, you know, it's an interesting one, people. It really is because, um, you know, both very tough, right? Very tough. So, Gustav, right? Lopez. Gustav Lopez, he's 12 and 5. He fights out of extreme couture. He's coming off a win in his last fight, right? Which was a um, first round rear naked choke of Anthony Burchek. And that was in November last year. And the crazy thing about that fight was they both trained together. You know what I mean? They were friends. Ah, it's a tough one, right? Now, um, yeah, Lopez, he's he came in via combate. He was their champion. So he came across in June. Um, I think he was a late replacement for Marab Dalashvili. I mean, making your debut against Marab, that's kind of mean, right? It's like, do you want to make your UFC debut? Yeah, yes. Okay, you're going to be fighting the Energizer Bunny, who will take you down again and again and again, and he will not stop. Oh, shit. All right, fine. Sign me up. You know what I mean? It's one of those ones. <laughs> so he, he lost to Marab, but yet came back with a very good win over Burchek. Right? So, um, you know, champion and combate, he got a number of stoppages. Right? His last three combate fights, he, you know, he got a Von Fluke, then um, two TKOs. Right? So, yeah. <laughs> you know, not an easy out Yeah, so he can TK you He can submit you You know, he's very well versed Now, on the flippity flip Andrew Yanez He is 12 and 3 On a 5 fight win streak Yeah, 5 fight win streak So, you may remember him from last year's contender series, you know, he got a first round stoppage, like so quick is insane. Beat Brady Hong, you know, so um he did that, and then it was just like, all right, how's he gonna be in the UFC? So yeah, his contender series match was in August. Made his debut at the end of October on the um silver, uh. Hall card, right, and he head kicked Victor Rodriguez, it was crazy, you know, it was such an, just, an incredible performance, you know, Yanez is, yeah, he's something, he is something for sure, right, so you have that, now, in his, you know, other fights, yeah, he's he's won a lot by TKO, you know, a lot 
by TKO. You know, he is no joke for sure. He's got submissions as well. You know, so um, this is very interesting. It's a very interesting uh, little encounter here, right? And um, I think I'm going Yanis. You know, what I've seen from Yanez is just super impressive. And it's not to say that Lopez isn't impressive, but it's hard to go against Adrian Yanez, people. You know, so um, our next fight to look out for, it is the sole heavyweight clash on the card, right? It is tied to Avasa. Against a Dontel Maze. Yeah. Now, both have got, you know, you've got up and down records, right? But I think the key thing with this, they're both going to come and bang, right? They're both going to come and bang because a loss, you know, I mean, a loss ain't good for either fighter. You know, not saying they're necessarily on the chopping block, but. Yeah, a loss isn't great Right, so we've got Bam Bam Tuavasa He's 11 and 3 Won his last fight Right, and You know, Tuavasa He he came into the UFC On a um, On a bit of a tear Right, he was um, Oh my god the, oh, the, you know, that uh, crazy Australian who was knocking everyone out. I oh, had the walk-away knockout. And the name is just escaping me, which is so irritating. But he's he's dude, right? He's he's dude. So he came in in November 2017. Rashad, stopped Rashad Coulter. Stopped Cyril Asker. Stopped Andre Oloski. First two were first round knockouts Or Losky was a decision So you're like, okay, okay He then fought like Junior Dal Santos, Blaga Inonov And Sergei Spivak Right, lost those fights And Two of us, he looked Good, he had his moments in the fights But he just Was super reckless Super reckless And he, he, he lost, right So he Finally, you know, halted that skid at UFC 254, Khabib Gaethje, October last year, right? And he, you know, beat Stefan Struve in the last minute of the first round, right? It was a crazy, so it was a crazy fight, but even in that fight, two of us got caught, right? He, he. Can put himself in the craziest of situations But there's always fireworks Right, it's always fun And that's the big thing there So, Lord Kong Old Dontel Mays He's 8 and 4 And he was able to halt his own skid You know, in his last fight So he came to the UFC Via the Contender Series 2019 And the thing is, right So he fought on the 2018 card Yeah, well, he originally actually fought on the 2017 card Lost that fight 
right, to Alan Crowder. He then went back to the regionals, won. So he got into the 2018 card, won it. Second round stoppage, beat Mitchell Sip, right? Didn't get a contract. Went back on the regionals, won, came back 2019. First round stoppage, Ricardo Prezel got a contract, right? So straight away, you can see that Mays has a mad determination. First fight in the UFC, hey, how about Cyril Gann? <laughs> I mean, it's just like, come on, man. But third round, right? Third round loss. So I think what we now see of Cyril Gann, you know, he, he's straight up bad motherfucker, right? So that's not a terrible loss to have. Right, so he lost that. Then he lost to Rodrigo and um, Nascimento. You know, in a fight where he had some moments, right? But he was able to turn it around with a decision win over Rock Martinez in November last year. Right, so that's a good one. Right, now, he's got plenty of stoppages. Plenty of stoppages, you know? So it does make an interesting clash because him and two of us are very similar, right? They they will both bring it and they're both reckless as a hell. <laughs> so that's the fun thing about this fight, right? I I don't I don't know, right? As of right now, you 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 don't see either as a as a contender, right, through the belt, but both will give you fun fights, you know, that's it, both will give you fun fights, and we're both being reckless, it's literally the one that hits the cleaner punch, <laughs> that's what this is, um, I think I'm going to say Maze, right, I, I think I'm going to say Maze gets to win, but this one is so so much of a toss-up, right, so much of a toss-up, people, our next one to watch, it's the co-main event, right, it is the co-main event, Gregor Gillespie against Brad Riddell, so, man, like, what to say about this fight, right, you know, but it's a great, both legitimate badasses, you know, like, Riddell hasn't lost yet in the UFC, and Gillespie has only lost once, right, it was that crazy head kick uh, to Kevin Lee, so, yeah, both, only one loss in their records, you know, so, yeah, people, how is this fight not going to be a great one, right? How is it not going to be a great one? Alright, well, let's take a look. Now, Brad Quake Riddell. You know, he's 9-1 on a six-fight win streak. He's one of those city kickboxing motherfuckers, right? So, you know, New Zealand tough people. New Zealand tough, right? He came to the UFC... In uh, oh, October 2019, right? UFC 243, Whitaker v Adesanya. When Adesanya 
took home that belt. That was in Melbourne, I believe, right? And funny thing, he beat Jamie Malarkey that night, who I believe now trains at City Kickboxing. Yeah, now a teammate. Right, so, um, yeah, beat him. He then fought a couple of times last year, right? So, February, he beat Magnumev Mustafev. And then in September, he beat Alex De Silva. You know, so, um, yeah, all decisions so far. You know, outside the UFC, he, he, you know, he's got a few TKOs. Got a few TKOs. He, you know, one of you know, his, his sole UFC, like mixed martial arts loss, was via armbar. Which is kind of significant. Now, I, yeah, I believe those dudes, yeah, they train everything, obviously. Eugene Bellman, you know what I mean? He knows his stuff, right? So they're very well versed over at City Kickboxing, right? But, um, yeah, he's going up against the gift, Gregor Gillespie, 13 and 1. And the thing with Gillespie, he is just, whew, straight up tough. So he made his debut in um, September 2016. Man, right? I, you know, I, for, for the life of me, I didn't realise it was that long ago. Didn't realise it was that long ago. You know, that is crazy. So, um... Yeah, he made his debut on wait, UFC Fight Night 95, Cyborg v. Landsberg. <laughs> oh, shit. Man. That was the, back in the Fox days, right? And, um, yeah, he beat... Um, who did he beat on that card? Right? It was... Um, Galakio Franca, right, so that's the thing, man, so he had that one, and, man, I think every fight, we just saw improvements, right, he he's the wrestler, so he was just taking you down, and just drowning people, drowning them, Right, and then it got to, like, his first fight was a decision, and then after that, just stoppages, just stoppages, right, how impressive is that, and, um, you know, and the funny thing was, like, people would be like, oh, yeah, you know, Gillespie just gets decisions, and he'd be like, no, motherfucker, I'm stopping people, right, stopping them, submitting them, you know, so Andrew Holbrook, Jason Gonzalez, Jordan Rindal, Vince Pichel, Yancy Madeiras, you know, all decent names, so, you know, the Kevin Lee fight was a jump up for sure in competition, but he, he definitely had the chops to, now I think the thing with um, Gillespie, what we had seen, you know, he, he was looking to Trade on his feet more He hadn't been go, saying oh, I've been working my hands I've got great hands now I want to stand right? And 
that was the mistake against Lee. He wanted a stand and bang. Instead of going to his bread and butter, which is the wrestling. Right? Now, that fight, the Kevin Lee fight, that was November 2019. But it was such a vicious, vicious head kick. Right? It's that one where Megan O'Leary just has that horrific look on her face. And she, I think she squeals. You know, it was so bad. Right? And... Being out for that long, that is a good thing. Because it was such a tough one. Right? But we know he trained. We know he trains like a motherfucker. And I think the big thing with that loss and the way it happened, he's not going to fall into those traps anymore. Right? He I think we'll see him mix up that game. He won't just be like, I'm gonna stand. You know, because he knows wrestling is my thing, you know, wrestling my thing, I'm gonna, that's gonna be my base, right, I, I think we're gonna see a more refined, um, Gregory Gillespie, right, he understands that, yeah, he, you know, don't rely on the hands, right, so, and, and with that, I think we see Gillespie get back to winning ways, I think he walks away with the win against Riddell, Riddell is tough for sure, but yeah, I'm going to say Gillespie gets it done. So, people, yes, those are my potential barn burner fight of the night fights. So, people, do not get me wrong, right? Those were just my, I feel, fight of the night potential fights. The other fights on the card are still legitimately great fights, right? So, on the prelims, we've got Julia Avilia against um, Julia Stolarenko. You know, this is a bantamweight clash, right? So, um, yeah, Raging Panda, Julia Avilia. She is 8-2. She's coming off a loss in her last fight. Right, which was against uh, Sijara Eubanks in September last year. Which was a kind of a surprise because when we'd seen Avelia before in her first two fights in the organization, she had looked impressive. And especially the fight against Gina Mazzano. In the Eubanks fight, she just looked a little flat, right? Just looked a little flat, which was kind of yeah, interesting. So, um, you know, she she'd fought several times in Invicta. You know, so um, she had that, right? So she made her debut in July 2019. International Fight Week, UFC 239, Jones v. Santos. She beat Pani Kanzad via decision. Um, and then, yeah, she she then fought Mazzano in June last year, right? And she, oh my god, she just came in and blitzed Mazzano. Just vicious knees to the body, man. Woof. So, um, yeah, the Eubanks fight, that was September last year. And yeah, as I said, look, she just looked flat. Just looked flat in that fight. Right, but yeah, you know, 
the old panda, she can stop a fight, right? She had two amateur fights, both, both TKOs first round. So, um, yeah, she stopped people in uh, the pros, TKOs. She's, uh, you know, she, you know, she's got a, a submission. It was early on, though, but you know, she, she does seem to. When you see her, she, you know, she can do a thing on the ground. Now she's going up against, um, yeah, Julia Stavrenko. She's nine four and one, coming off a loss as well. Right now, that was to Yana Kutsantaya, who definitely tough. Right, we saw what Yana did in her last fight. So that was August last year. Now, um, yes, yeah, Serenko, she's you know she came via Invicta. Right, she got a a win over. Um, uh, oh my gosh. Lisa Sp- Spatoli, Span- mm. Spagatoli, oh my gosh, right, I, that that's last name is just, god damn it, I'm, I'm losing that last name, right, but she got married recently, so she's now Vazosa, right, but it's the Battle Angel, who is t- t- tough as hell, tough as hell, and, um, you know, so that is a legitimately great win, right, she won the, uh, the bantamweight belt, you know, at that time, and that was the headlining fight of the Phoenix Series free card, you know, so, yeah, she'd done that, and, um, yeah, that brought her back to the UFC, now, I say I brought her back to the UFC because she, you know, she has been there before. She was on season 28 of The Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. Right. So um, it's funny. They both have Pani Kanzad as an opponent. Right. Now, Stolarenko, she lost that fight in the house. It was a decision. Um, but, yeah, you know, she she fought on the finale. Um, she lost to Lee Lebson, so yeah, she, you know, she didn't, uh, get a contract, she's been on the regional scenes, right, doing a thing, getting a lot of armbar stoppages, right, that is definitely a go-to submission, uh, the old armbar stoppage, right, and, um, yeah, so, she's tough, right, she's definitely tough and good on the ground, you know, so I think that's the big thing. Now, it's depending on what um you know, I feel it really does depend on what Avila we get. See the the Avila fought against Chris Eubanks. Um yeah, Stolarenko will beat that Avila. Right now, the Avila that beat Gina Mazzani, yeah, that who who knows with that one? Because that was a ferocious Avila, right? So, it's a tough one. I think because of her ground game, right? Because of that ground game and prowess, I think I'm going to go with Stolarenko, right? But, yeah, tough fight. Tough fight, right? So, we then stick with the bantamweight division, but we, you know, pivot to the men. 
And we've got Montel Jackson against Jess Strada. Which, um, yo, this is a, you know, it's a good fight, right? Now, Jackson, he's, um, you know, he's been in the UFC for a few fights. But he, he you know, he's fighting a debutee in uh, Strada, right? So, uh, let's take a look. So, quick... Montel Jackson, he's 9-2, and two, coming off a loss in that last fight, which, I mean, it was against a pikey Jeff Johns, Brett Johns, Jeff Johns, that's the, uh, you know, DC comic Warner Brothers dude, no, Brett Johns, right, so that fight was, um, yeah, that was Johns' last fight in the promotion, right, that was uh, Fight Island, July last year, no, but before that, Right before that, old uh, Johnson, you know, he'd uh, he'd won three back to backs, right, and very impressive ones. Like you know, got a dash choke on Brian Kelleher at UFC two twenty two thirty two. He then beat Andrew Sokomov at UFC two thirty six, and he stopped Felipe Corrales. A UFC on ESPN plus 24. So, yeah, very good wins, right? Very good wins. So, he he came to the UFC via the Contender Series. You know, he fought on um, season 2018. Uh, made his debut, UFC 227. Dillashaw v. Garbrandt 2. Right, which was August 2018, and he got a decision, lost to Ricky Simone. But going a decision to Ricky Simone, that's that's impressive because Ricky Simone is just whew, a little relentless, right? So he lost that, he lost his debut, but yeah, then rolled off those three wins, right, and only lost to a extremely good Brett Johns, an extremely good. Brett Johns, so yeah, you know, Jackson, he he can, you know, submit you, he can TKO you, right, so, what's gonna happen, right, what's gonna happen when, uh, yeah, Jackson goes up against the debuting Jess Strada, who is 5-1, right, coming with two back-to-back wins, right, now, um, both of those were in 2019, right, for Combate, Combate 36, he beat Michael Jackson, and then Combate 41, he beat Isaiah Batan Gonzalez, right, so, um, yeah, not bad, right, he, um, his last loss, well, and his only loss as a pro, was actually against... Marcelo Rojo, right, and listen, the way Rojo fought at the weekend, you know, there is no shame in losing to Rojo, because Rojo, Jesus Christ, how tough is his head, right, how tough is his head, you know, so, um, you know, I think only one decision Right, only one decision in his pro wins. All the all the other wins, yeah, they're stoppages, they're TKOs, 
which is, um, you know, not bad, right? Definitely not bad. Now, here's the thing, though, right? I think the fact that Jackson fought last year, right, that's a huge one. And I just think the level of competition Jackson has fought against and beat, I, I, you know what I mean? I, I just think that's going to that's gonna separate it. Plus, right, Jackson has fought with no crowds. You know, this will be the first time Strada has. So, yeah, Jackson has fought with no crowds and he's gone through that whole process. You know, the quarantining and all of that jazz, right? So, yeah, I, I feel that um, Jackson gets the win here, people. Jackson gets the win. All right, so our next fight, right, we see, man, and, um, you know, this is a good fight. It's Marion Renew against Macy Chazan, and it is the last fight on the prelims. Right, so they have entrusted these two to, uh, yeah, show people that, yo, this is what we're playing with, right? So you better go and check out that main card. Yeah, so, um, you know, it's a bantamweight clash, right? Now, old the Belizean bruiser. Uh, Marion Renu. She is six nine six and one. She's uh yeah been a bit of a tough time for her. She's coming off of three back to back losses, but I mean they are very much spaced out, right? So she lost to Kat Zingano in July twenty eighteen. She then fought Yana Kutsantaya. In March 2019 And then for Raquel Pennington In June 2020 Right, so The big thing with Renault is She hasn't been able to get any sort of Fluidity going She's just been plagued by So many injuries So many injuries It's just been real tough you know, but yeah, she you know she's been in the UFC for a while, right? She um came via RFA. She made a debut UFC 182 Jones v Cormier one, right? January 2015, beat Alexi Dof No, no, no. She's also right got a win. Against the flyweight title challenger, yeah, she beat Jessica Andrade in February 2015. So how about that? Made a debut in January, then fought against in February, and first round stoppage of Andrade, triangle choke, UFC Fight Night 61, right? Impressive. So, you know, things like she lost to Holly Holm, um, Ashley Evans-Smith, split decision. Got a um, draw against Besh Carrera. 
So, you know, she's been in there with tough girls, man. She beats uh, Sarah McMahon. And that was a great fight, right? She got a triangle in that second round. And McMahon, you know, she... You know, McMahon being the great wrestler she is, she took her down in that first round. Looked like McMahon was going to control it. But, yeah, in that second round, for a no, oh, slammed on that triangle choke. Got the win. Right, so she's been in there with very tough people. But, yeah, just a bit of a skid of late. Right now, she is going up against Macy Chizan, who's 6-1. and one. Coming off a win in her last fight. Fights out of Fordis MMA. Safe's got quite a few fighters on this card, people. Right, so um, Macy, right, she is coming off of the Ultimate Fighter 28. Right, Ultimate Fighter 28. And, um, yeah, she won it. She won it. Beat Panny Kanzad in the final. You know, second round rear naked choke stoppage. You know, all her fights in the Ultimate Fighter, all stoppages, right? All stoppages. She's super impressive. You know, then, you know, beat Gina Milano, Sarah Morass, and she had looked, oh, unstoppable. But yeah, in that Landsberg fight, she was flat. She started the fight really well, but then just gassed. Just gassed. So that was, um, you know, September 2019. But sorry, but she came back. Came back, got a decision win over Shayna Young in February 2020. Right? So, yeah, you know, there was a, other fights that just fell through due to, I think she got COVID. Um, so... I, I, you know, it's it's an interesting one because Renu is like you probably would say Renu's old school, you know, against Mazan, who's the new cat on the block. Not that many. I mean, you know, Renu is nine six and one, right? So she has had more fights, but in recent, you know, times. Yo, like Shazan has been the one just doing it. And I think Shazan on her game. Like the vicious Shazan. Yo, with those leg kicks, looking for submissions, the transitions, everything like that. I think that Shazan beats Renault. You know? I think that Shazan beats Renault. Renault's just looked a bit flat, and I don't know if it's the injuries, right, I, I think possibly the injuries, you know, so when she's looking to up the game, she just can't, it's just not there, you know, she's been fighting for a long time, so, you know, it would just be one of those things, but yeah, I'm saying Shazan gets to win here, right, so then our final prelims fight, people, it is Max Griffin against Keenan Song. Right, so uh, yeah, this is an interesting one, right? Both very well versed, right? 
very good records. So this is an interesting welterweight clash. And our only welterweight clash on the card. Right? So um Max Payne Griffin. He's 16 and 8. 16 and 8. Coming off a win in his last fight, which was against Ramazi Brahmahajia. Right? So um that was November last year. And the thing is, like um Ramazi, he it looked very impressive, right? Very impressive. Right? He'd uh you know had a, a very good win in the LFA. So he was, you know, a a a, a talked about person making their debut, but Griffin yeah, he, he stopped that one, right? He stopped that momentum. And he did it oh, very well, right? Very well. Yeah, he, uh, you know, hurt him in that third round, you know? Got that stoppage. But, so, you know, that was Griffin stopping a little bit of a skid. He'd lost to uh, Alex Oliveira and Alex Moreno. I need Curtis Millender, Tiago Alves, right? They, you know, there'd been losses, right? And it's one of those things where, I mean, Griffin, you can see there's mad talent, but it just doesn't always coalesce. And he made his debut at UFC 202, Diaz v McGregor 2, right? August 2016. Against Colby Covington. <laughs> That's who he made his debut against. Right? So not the easiest of debuts, people. Um, but yeah, it, it's, it's definitely been a bit of up and down. But you know, he he's able to stop people. Right? He, he you know, as I said, look, he's got the ability. It's just how's it gonna go? Right? And he whew, Gets to step in there with an assassin. Yup. Gets to step in there against an assassin. The assassin. Keenan Song, that is. Right, so Song, he's uh, 16 and 5. On a two-fight win streak. Right? Um, And yes, Song, you know, he's a product of the, uh, you know, the PI. Right? So, um, made his debut. November 2017 Just Obliterated Bobby Nash 15 seconds Into the first round Then beat Hector Aldana Second round stoppage um, Lost they, You know they both lost to Alex Moreno But then He beat Derek Krantz um, August 2019 And Callan Potter February Last year, which was a first round stoppage, right? Um, so yeah, he he is tough, right? He is definitely tough, and he can turn your lights out, right? So I think that's big. He does have, you know, he he has submissions outside of the UFC, you know, but yeah, nothing within. He actually fought Israel Adesanya, 
<laughs> yeah, for Israel Adesanya in August 2015. You know, obviously, yeah, he, he didn't win that fight, right? But um, interesting. Interesting indeed. Now, I think Griffin has fought the tougher opponents. He's fought the tougher opponents. But I don't know, like, you know, Song has definitely, right, he has definitely looked impressive of late, right, and he's stopping motherfuckers, right, stopping people, he's on a, definitely coming in on a high, definitely coming in on a high, and although you can definitely say that, you know, Griffin has, you know, fought the tougher opponents, a lot of the times he doesn't win those fights. So, you know, they go decisions. He's tough as hell. But not always winning, right? So I'm going to... I think I'm going to roll the dice here. Go with the underdog and take Song for the win. Yeah, taking Song for the win, people. So those are definitely four very intriguing clashes, which um not easy to pick, not easy to pick at all. So the big historic thing that will be taking place on uh, Saturday night, people, well, it's this, right? It is the first time a... Hmm, is it the first time a husband and wife have fought on the same card? I think it is. Hmm, I don't know. No, it's the first time a husband and wife have made their debut on the same card. Yes, because, you know, um, the De La Rosas have fought on the same card before. But, yes, these two make their debut on the same card. Right, and I'm talking about the buys, right? JP, Young Savage, and he's a warrior princess. Um, yeah, Chinea. Right, so um, yeah, they're both making the debut, and they both got contracts on last season's contender series, right? Which is a not a bad story, right? Not a bad story. So, old young savage JP boys. He is currently nine and two on a five fight win streak. And um, yeah, the thing about old um JP, right? So he um he tr- actually tried out for the twenty seventeen contender series. Yeah, that was his first run, but he lost to Joby Sanchez, lost to Joby Sanchez, second round, right, now, he then went out, went back to the regionals, rolled off wins, and got onto, uh, yeah, the 2020 contender series, and the crazy thing as well, he was a replacement, right, I, I, I think, I believe someone dropped out of that card, right, someone dropped out, I believe, 
yeah, I, I do feel he was a replacement, right? Now, I may be wrong, but yeah, I, I do think that was the story. And so, um, yeah, he he stepped up, right? He stepped up and he, um, he beat Jacob Silver. Beat Jacob Silver. So, um, yeah, it was huge. I think that was the last card of the the last contender series of the year as well. So yeah, he got a first round stoppage. First round stoppage, which is huge. And all those fights since that loss in August 2017, all stoppages. You know what I mean? All stoppages, which is yeah, that's a big thing. So TKOs, submissions. All of that stuff. And he gets to make his debut on Saturday night against Bruno Silva, the Bulldog. Right, who is currently 10-5-2 with one no contest. So, yeah, he made um, his debut October 2019. UFC 243, Whitaker v. Adesanya. He, um, yeah, it, it was, he, he lost to Khalid Taha, right? But the fight was um, made a no contest, probably due to weed, <laughs> I imagine, right? That's what these usually are. So he then fought two times last year, right? in March and October. So March, he fought David Duvak. And then October, he fought Tagir Ulanbekov. Right, both extremely tough opponents. Right, so he lost decisions, but yeah, there's no shame in those. Right, no shame in those losses. Both are very tough. Uh, so you know, in the fights before, yeah, he's had um, you know, a TKO. Right. He's had a TKO win. Um, I, he he got a submission way back in 2014. Right? So, yeah, I don't know if submissions are necessarily his thing. He's lost a, um, a couple of fights via subs. Right? So, there is that. He was also on season four of the Brazilian Ultimate Fighter. Yeah, so yeah, I, I I think when you're looking at like boys, he's coming in with so much momentum. Now there is the pressure of debuting on the same card as your wife, but I I think he's coming in with maybe more mo- momentum than Silver, and also it's boys's ground game. You know, I, I think that's where he has a clear and present advantage. So, yeah, I think he gets to win possibly a submission, right? That's, uh, yeah, that's what I would say will happen there. So then, hey, we we move to the warrior princess, Chinaya, Shiana, Shiana Bays, Shiana Bays. I don't know, I think it said that Now, she will actually be kicking off that main card Right, so 
I am sure, <laughs> I am sure those are going to be bragging rights in-house. Be like, yeah, we both made our debut. You're like, yeah, but I got the main card, motherfucker. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? JP does actually open up the card, right? So he gets to set the tone. You know what I mean? He gets to warm everyone up out the gate. And then... um yeah, wifey gets to really get that main card going So she will be making her debut Which nearly, nearly didn't happen Right, because her original opponent Kay Hansen Hansen, um, yeah, I think Hansen got COVID Right, so Hansen had to drop out So yeah, they they were looking Who who do we get? And they got Montserrat Ruiz So I mean, the Hanson fight was always a tough fight. Ruiz is a really tough fight. Ruiz is a really tough fight, right? So, um, yeah, you know, Bays. As I said, look, she's well, she's five and one on a four-fight win streak, and um, yeah, she made she got a contract on the Contender series, and she got a very very good win over Hillary Rose. Now it was a decision, but it was just ooh, it was smooth, it was slick, it was very impressive. Very impressive. You know? And it, the funny thing is like both have fought on um well a lot of people on this card have fought on the same card as Andrew Yanez. You know what I mean? In the LFA. So, yeah. You know. But, um, you know, so she, she look, in her um, amateurs, she pulled off a lot of submissions. You know. Um, she started a pro career with a stoppage. You know, TKO. I, uh, most of her fights do go to a decision. But she does look very good in those decisions. You know, a lot of times she's controlling it, you know, everything like that. So, yeah, she's, you know, she's smooth. Now, both, you know, they fight out of this MMA. So, definitely a good camp. Good camp to go with. I would say Saeed, you know, he'd be in the corner hollering at them. Right? But as I said, look, she makes a debut against a Montserrat. Ruiz Conigio Mad, right? And she's a nine and one, right? Nine and one on um yeah, coming off a win in the last fight. She she's tenth planet. You know, Master Victor Bulia is in her corner. Right, she also fights out of King's MMA. So oh very very tough. Now her last fight was against Janiza Moraridin, and that was July over an Invicta. Invicta 70, 41, right? They headlined that card and she won it with a key lock. Woo! It, it it was man, super impressive. Super like she controlled that fight and then just Ended it, ended it so viciously, right? So she's got submission, she's got TKOs, she is ferocious, 
ferocious. Like you do not want to be standing across the cage to Montserrat Ruiz, people. You know what I mean? You do not want that, right? So, it's a tough one, right? I, I, I think the Ruiz, you know, Baze is 5-1, and one, Ruiz is 9-1. And the competition, you know, the level, I think, that Ruiz has been at is higher than Baez, right? It, it's higher than Baez, and... I, I, yeah, I just feel that, you know, it's hard to go against Ruiz It's hard to go against Ruiz, she's just so tough Now, Baez will have a 2 inch reach advantage And she's 3 inches taller Right, but um, yeah, Montserrat, she's got great wrestling Just solid hands And she can submit the fuck out of you you know, so it's just, it's a problem, people, it's a problem, so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say that the, the couple may go one and one, right, may go one and one, yeah, I'm taking uh, Montserrat Ruiz for the win, but um, yeah, still gonna be a good fight. So to crown the event, right, to bring it all home. Our main event Oh, people, this is a a very good main event A very good main event And you kind of feel they've been jarring at each other for a good little while So uh, a lot of tension has built up But we are seeing the middleweight clash of Derek Brunson against Kevin Holland Right? Great, right? So, two legitimate threats at middleweight. Legitimate threats. They go head to head. And, um, yeah, when we look at this, right? So, um, yeah, Brunson, he's 21 and 7, right? Currently on a free fight win streak. (laughs) <laughs> Free fight win streak Which is not bad at all Not bad at all He trains I think he, well, What do you call um, Stratford Strumpford Str- uh, Just like Henry Hooft Is his, his, his main coach I feel Right I can't think of the goddamn name of it But uh, anyway So in his last fight he stopped the, at the time, blazing Edmund Shabazian, right? Got a second, no, third round stoppage. And it was a crazy fight. Like, Shabazian looked really good in that first round. But he then just got, man, he just gassed. He got tired, right? And then it was that stoppage in the uh, second, third. Very beginning of the third. So this fight, then it went in um, August. August last year, right, so, um, yeah, he also, before this fight, he, um, he beat Ian Heinish at UFC 241, Cormier beat Mojocic 2, that was August 2019, and, um, in May 2019, he beat Elias Theodora, so, I mean, that's not bad, right? Especially after 
just losing to Israel Adesanya, and I think it was the way, like, Izzy just, oh, took it to him, took it to him, after they had been chawing, you know, which is interesting, because Brunson, man, he, um, yeah, he's had some good wins, you know, had some good wins, he's been in the organisation for a while as well, so he, he was a transplant from Strike Force, you know, when they'd picked up Strike Force, he came over, um, and he, yeah, he made his debut, UFC 155, Dos Anjos v Velasquez 2, oh my gosh, that was a long ass time ago, so December 2012, beat Chris Lebon by decision, right, so there was that, he then, you know, beat Brian Houston, but he then met Yo Romero, right, Yo freaking Romero, and, I, I, you know, Romero won in the third round, but it, it was one of those ones where I think Brunson had good moments, and then Romero did that crazy burst thing that he does, right, so um, there was that, but, you know, it's your Romero, but then he went on a tear, went on a tear, which had people talking about title considerations, you know, beat Lorenz Larkin, Ed Herman, Sam Alvey, you know, Ronan Carrera, Uriah Hall, right, so then everyone's like, oh, Oh my god, Brunson could be title bound. And he um had that Robert Whitaker fight, right? It was like the winner of him and Whitaker should go up against the for the belt. And yeah, Whitaker won. Because Brunson, he, he used I mean he used to be mad reckless, right? Mad reckless. But you you do definitely look at him now and think, oh, he has made so many adjustments, like so many adjustments, you know, it's impressive, he lost to Anderson Silva, which he did not lose to Anderson Silva, that was a weird decision, it was a real weird decision right there, it, it made no sense whatsoever, right, so, um, you know, he's, but you look at him, you're just like, yeah, he has fought so many people, right, beat Latodo Machida, now, oh, and the way he stopped Daniel Kelly, right, it's funny, because he's lost twice to, you know, Jacare Souza, once in Strike Force, once in the UFC, both first round stoppages, you know, so, I think he, he lost to Souza, then lost to Adesanya, and Pete, I think people were probably thinking, oh, it could be it, could be it, but those last three wins, yeah, good wins, good wins, right, um, mostly, you know, if it's a stoppage, it's mostly a TKO, right, that's how he's doing it, though he did get a rear naked choke on Brian Houston, for that was November 2013, right, so, um, yeah, not not really any 
any, you know, submission wins. Because you kind of feel there was probably opportunities. Yeah, there was definitely opportunities for a rear naked in that Shabassian fight, which he didn't go to. So I wouldn't say that the ground is necessarily where um, where Brunson is looking at, you know? So on the flip side, we've got the trailblazer, Kevin Holland. I mean, trailblazer or <laughs> a lot of people call him Big Mouth. Right, <laughs> and um, yeah, he does like to yap. He does like to yap, and it's crazy, right? It is crazy because the whole story, right? I think, I think most people know that story. You know that he um, he wasn't gonna come to the UFC. Like he fought on the Contender Series. He won. He won his fight, right? Bill, he beat Will Santiago. And I think it's like possibly he could have finished that fight, but he, he was doing a lot of talking, a lot of showboating, you know, talking to Dana while he was doing it. And then he was just like, God damn, he's got a big mouth, right? And he was, I think he said something to Dana like, hey, I'll fight whoever. Just tell me who, and I'll fight whoever, right? Anyone, give me anyone. I'll fight anyone. I like. I'll fight whenever. Just let me know. And um, yeah, that that's what that's what he said. So he didn't get a contract, right? Didn't get a contract on the contender series, but the um, you know, couple of months later. So the contender series was in June, twelfth of June, right? So then at UFC two twenty seven. Dillashaw v Garbrandt 2, you know, which took place on the 4th of August. This is 2018. So Tiago Santos, his original opponent, fell out. Fell out. And um, no one wanted to fight Santos. This was when Santos had started that tear. Right? And um, so <laughs> they were thinking... What are we going to do? And Dana's like, you know what? Fuck it. Give him big mouth. (laughs) Right? (laughs) And I think, you know, there's, yeah, people would like, nah, I can't take that fight on short notice. I don't want that fight. So I think they didn't know, they they suspected he might not take the fight. Right? Because I think as we've seen, there's a lot of people that will be like, anytime, any place, semi location. But when the push comes to shove, yeah, it's not what they do. Right? It's not what they do. Now, some people, hey, all day, right? They will take any fight anywhere. There's others that don't. So, yeah, it, it was a test, man. That you were like, all right, Tiago Santos. And he fought Diego Santos, right? And at that time, you know, people were getting finished by Santos. He won a decision. He won a decision and he wasn't blown away. And the crazy thing was, he was talking to Santos, right? So what we have now come to expect from, you know, Holland, 
he was doing it back then, right? So, yeah, had the Santos fight, and then it's just like, all right, guess you're in the UFC now. <laughs> so, yeah, he then beat John Phillips, right? Gerald Marshall, um, Alessio de Sirio, right? Now, he lost to um, Brendan Allen. Got caught in a rear naked choke in the second round. But, you know, he he's talked about that fight, right? And he's just like, ah, man, I made a stupid mistake and blah, blah, blah. It'll be different, right? So since that fight, right, he has, oh, he's been impressive. Because the Allen fight was October 2019, right? So um, he... Yeah, in, you know, he, well, there was meant to be fights, right, there was meant to be fights, like, he was scheduled to fight in London, right, on that card, against Jake Marshman, but, you see, London got cancelled, so he didn't end up fighting until, um, May, right, that was his fight, so he fought Anthony Hernandez, First round stoppage. First round stoppage. Joaquin Buckley. Third round stoppage. And he talked to Buckley all the way. Correcting his form. You know what I mean? He corrected his form just before he knocked him out. It was insane. He had to fight with Darren Stewart. And the thing was, right, He's he wasn't impressed with that fight. I feel that Holland clearly won the first two rounds. Like, Stewart definitely won that third round, for sure. But Holland won those first two, right? So, yeah, you know, I, I, I didn't even think it was a split. And that's not taking away from Stewart, right? So he did that. Then he beat Charles Ontiveros, right? Did that. And then Jacare Sosa, that sensational stoppage. So he had... Five fights. Five fights post-COVID, right? So from May, squeeze That's super impressive. It is super impressive. And the crazy thing is, there could have been more, right? Because there was a couple of times he was just like, I'll fight that month, right? But the fight fell through. You know, there was a fight in November that was getting talked around. But, yeah, it just didn't happen. But, um, yeah, Kevin Holland is is a beast. Right? And we, just the stoppages, the variety of stoppages that we have seen from him. It is super impressive. Like, he stopped Hernandez with a knee. Stopped him with a knee. Buckley was a cross. You know, uh, Ontiveros, it was a slam. And those crazy punches that he threw on Sosa, that was just whew, insane, right? And it's the explosions, the way he explodes. You know, so trained with um, Travis Luter. So you know, you know he has got good jiu-jitsu, right? Good jiu-jitsu, man. Right? So, um... Ah, man. Kevin Holland is just... Impressive. Like, you look at Holland and you just think... You know what? 
I I feel I feel that Holland is gonna be a middleweight champion, right? That that's what I'm you know I, I'm looking at this situation and I'm just yeah I have a feeling that you know if he gets a good win against Brunson, a good win against Brunson. He could potentially get the next title shot, right? Because the, and and I've said this right. So you've got the um the Whitaker fight. That's if Whitaker has a good win, he could get the title shot. But we have seen that fight, so I wouldn't be surprised that you know people go. You know what? Let's see what Holland does. Right, because he's got beef with Adesanya. Of course he's got beef with Adesanya. <laughs> you know what I mean? Of course he does. Right? So, you could definitely see the make that fight. Right? Definitely see it. So, yeah. I, 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 I feel that, you know, Holland... I think he can win this fight. Right? Because... In the Shabazian fight, Shabazian, he had a very good first round against Brunson. And we know that Holland, he his gas tank doesn't go, right? Yes, he got tired in the Stewart fight, but listen, it was, you know, COVID was happening. So, you know, it's like getting training and all of that. It's crazy. So, you know, I and he took that fight. Straight after the Whacking Buckley fight, you know, so listen, I I can say, eh, you know, you had a, a, a an iffy third round, but that's the only real time that we can go, yeah, that wasn't the best. So, I think if yeah, you know, it goes like, and it probably will go past the first round. Don't get me wrong, but I just think you you can see Holland sustaining. That pace, plus the jujitsu, right? Plus that jujitsu. So, yeah, I I think Holland gets it done, and it's not to say Brunson is legit. Like we've seen how good Brunson is, and he's finally put it together, right? He he's finally put it together. Now, before we've definitely seen him lose focus, like the Whitaker fight, right? But he's fighting a lot smarter. But yeah, I just think Holland is Holland's something else, man. Holland is something else. So yeah, I'm taking Kevin Holland, the Trailblazer, Big Mouth, whatever you wanna call him. I think it's his time, man. And um, yeah, we will see him challenge for that belt this year. Fuck it, he's challenging for the belt this year, and um, yeah. I, I listen. I would not be surprised. Kevin Holland is the middleweight champion at some point this year. People wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, so I'm saying it. Kevin Holland for the win. Okay, people. So there we go. Right? How are you feeling about the predictions? I feel, man, I feel pretty confident, right? I mean, ah, the last couple of weeks haven't been perfect, but 
hey, this could be it, right? That's what I'm thinking. So let's go take a look at um, what's been happening. There's not a lot, but what we do have, <laughs> some tasty shit, people. Some tasty shit. All right, so we're gonna jump around a little bit. But on the 8th of May, the um, the scheduled fight between Ben Rothwell and Philip Linz that was meant to have taken place just the other week is going down on the 8th. All right, so that's fun. But now, here's the big thing, right? So on the 17th of April, Paulo Costa was fighting Kel was well no he was fighting Robert Whitaker right but Costa he's had to withdraw from the fight so supposedly his coach is saying he he hasn't recovered from COVID he's still having some issues right so man when that news broke you were like yo what's gonna happen right there's some you kind of thought that the winner of that fight well maybe not costa but if whitaker wins that's his fight against adesanya right that's that booked up so who's he gonna fight what's gonna happen well didn't take long because Kelvin Gastelin has gone and stepped in. He's taken the fight. And this is great because they were already meant to fight in 2019, I think it was. Right? So it was that fight. That's when Adesanya stepped in and fought Gastelin. Right? So, hey, this fight. Let's see. They, you know what I mean? They prep for each other already. So, woo. Now, <laughs> the big news, though. The big news, people. UFC 61, right? It is now a free title fight card. It's free titles, and it is getting the full audience treatment right they are back man the crowds are gonna be back and the headline of the card is kamar usman against jorge mastodal that is correct people the belt is on the line the welterweight championship the rematch is set UFC going to Jacksonville how crazy is that right how crazy is that people yes 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 and also on the card right you get what's the name ah Whaley Young against Rose Namanunes right and Valentina Shevchenko, Jessica Andrade. How crazy is that, right? That's insane. So UFC 261, people. Woo! But that's us, right? We will be back on Friday to, um, yeah, break the news. 
I feel there's some fights happening in the week. I'm not quite sure. But we will get to it. Alright? Until Friday though, people. Peace.